there is a sense of confidence that you have to have in order for your audience to know that you are the go-to person. If you are not confident, your audience is not going to be confident in you. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hello, listener. I bet you're feeling the love today. Happy Valentine's Day if you're listening to this in real time on the week that it drops. But even if this is sometime in the far off future, I have no doubt that you're going to feel the love in today's episode. I sit down with the Jillian Murphy today and we discuss all things sales and business. Jillian is a highly sought after sales and business mentor who has mastered the art of sales, not just the art, but the science and the energy behind it. And her unique method of sales and scaling doesn't just help her own business, but she has helped hundreds check that, hundreds of other online business owners as well. With over 20 years of business experience in sales and marketing, and we talk about this experience early on in today's interview, but she went on to grow multiple businesses of her own, and now it's her mission to help online business owners gain real results in sales and messaging. You guys, sales is truly the oxygen of your business. And it is the most important skill that any business owner can master, regardless of your industry or field of expertise. Jillian has been able to grow her own business from zero to six figures in her first year. Within her first 18 months, she hit a six-figure month. And by year two, her business did half million. All of this was done without fancy complex systems, but with her unique art of communication and sales. In today's episode, you're going to want to have a pen and paper handy because everything we talk about from sales to social media to coaching trends for 2023, everything Jillian shares is full of actionable advice and fire tips. I am so lit up from listening to this episode and I know you are going to be too. So let's dive in to today's interview with my friend, the Jillian Murphy. Jillian, welcome to the Found Podcast. I think your message today is going to be perfect for listeners, and I'm so pumped to share it. Oh my gosh. Well, one, I'm so excited to be here. I know I had you on my show, and I'm so excited for that podcast episode to air. And I'm just a huge fan of you and everything that you do. So yeah, I'm super excited to jam out today and absolutely honored to be here with you and pour into your community. Oh my gosh. Your energy 
as we recorded for your podcast, your energy is always something that I just love because you're high energy. You like bring the heat. I feel like you're not going to mince words. And so listeners, get ready. We're about (laughs) to just jump right in. But I gave a little preview of who you are and what you do in the intro, but I'm going to hand it over to you. Can you tell us a little bit more about what is your role? Who do you help? And a little bit more about Jillian. Yeah, absolutely. So I always love this question. People are like, tell us more about you, who you are. I'm like, okay, like I'm a mom. Um, I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Um, I was a 22-year corporate person. I like was obsessed with corporate America. I always say that if I could have like tattooed my corporate corporation on my forehead, I would have. I would have like, I was like a ride or die. I didn't know anything about the online space. Um, I did move to the online space unexpectedly. 24 months ago, because I did lose my corporate job, which I'm sure we'll chat about later in the podcast episode. But yeah, I moved to the online space. I knew that I had a God-given talent, universe God, uh, talent, whatever it is that you guys believe in for sales. And sales means so many different things, I believe, for people. Some people think that sales is just the close, but sales is really everything. It's messaging, it's marketing, it's follow-up, it's nurturing, it's content creation. If you're in the online space, it's seats in the butt if you own a restaurant, it's memberships if you own a gym, like it's so many different things. Um, And because of my extensive history offline and online, I help really businesses grow and scale their businesses, whether you're just starting out or you're looking for more income um, in your business. So I always say I don't niche down because no matter where you're at in your business, you always need more revenue, whether you believe it or not. Oh, and I feel like sales is one thing in the online space that it's always present, but it's not usually directly talked about because we're talking about other things like revenue generated or marketing strategies. But that underlying thread Mm -hmm. that doesn't get its due is sales. And so I love that you just bring it to the forefront and Mm -hmm. I can't wait to unpack that more today. Oh, yeah. It's it's so interesting. I mean, the amount of entrepreneurs. So I've helped over 500 entrepreneurs in the last two years in their business. And the number one question that I ask people when they come to me is like, what's your sales plan? And it is like deer in the headlights. They're like, oh, I don't really have a sales plan. And um, it it is crazy to me that people are starting businesses online. They are wanting to hit, you know, these big numbers, $100,000 months, $100,000 years, whatever it is. But there is like no sales plan to it. And it is, I think, one is because they don't understand sales. They don't understand like the importance of it. But I also think because online, it's not really talked about. And there's all these other things being thrown at people that they need, in air quotes, to build a business when really sales is the foundation of your business. I mean, it's how you generate revenue in a business. Mm, Okay. We're going to get into all of this, listener. But I want to hear a little bit more about how you said you unexpectedly found yourself entering the online space. Can you walk us through that? What was your experience in corporate that, first of all, prepped you for this online entry? And then tell us about how that happened. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, like backstory, I went to college for law enforcement. I was like, I wanted to be a police officer my entire life. And it was a summer and my parents were like, you need to actually find like a job. You need to go get like a job for the summer. And I actually got a sales job and I was there for nine months and I fell in love with it because I fell in love with people. And I was like, this is like the greatest job in the world. I can just talk to people all day and like make money. I'm like, sign me up for this. So I actually dropped out of the police academy, which my parents to this day are like so grateful for that. 
So I dropped out of the police academy and I started a sales career. Um, I was at the same sales organization for 22 years. I started at the bottom, entry-level salesperson. Um, I always love to throw this in. I was the first female salesperson in my organization since 1963. And I was the only salesperson in our organization. So I was entering old school boy club. Wow. Like, yeah. And I, and I was 19 years old. So I didn't look like them. I didn't talk like them. I didn't act like them. Um, it was a very like old school, like Italian company. And I knew that I had to like work my way differently than everybody else. And it was not easy at the beginning because again, like I was just coming into, it's very different than how it is now. So I really just kind of worked my way up and I worked my way up from entry-level salesperson to a district manager to, you know, one of the VP of sales to then I actually got off the sales force. I became a sales trainer that I helped build like an organizational sales chart on the other side. Like I just worked my way up. Um, and I was actually one of the top 10 percentage of the sales company. And I was going to retire from this company. I mean, my pictures were on the wall. I mean, I was like a staple in this organization. And I walked into the company on a Monday, sat down, did my work. Things were amazing. Uh, we just started to get like some word of like this COVID thing happening, the pandemic, like no one really knew what it was. Um, I walked into the boardroom on a Thursday and they cut the top 10% of the sales organization down. Like literally we all got cut and I was stunned. I had no idea what I was going to do. Oh I remember gosh. I literally got in my car. My dad is also very big into sales. He owns multiple companies. And I like called my dad and I was like, I literally don't know what I'm going to do. I had a couple days of crying. Um, but there's an interesting backstory to this that I have to share. Eight weeks prior to that, I went to a mastermind. And this is like a very like divine timing thing. I went to a mastermind and I did not know what a mastermind was. I did not know who Chris and Lori Harder were. I did not know who my friends online were. I had seven friends that were online coaches. I literally did not know what they did. They literally just like talked on their phones and posted stuff. I did not know what they did. And they were like, hey, we're going to this mastermind with Chris and Lori Harder. And I was like, okay, I don't know who those people are. And they're like, do you want to go? It's this weekend in LA. And I was like, sure, I'll go to a weekend in LA. And I went to this mastermind. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was there for three days. And I remember Chris Harder giving me the microphone and was like, you have to do intros. And I was like, <gasps> okay. And I got up to the front of the room and I was like, my name is Jillian Murphy. I'm in corporate America. I have to be honest. I don't know what any of you guys do. I'm like, Super excited to be here, but like, I'm honestly just kind of here for like a fun weekend with my friends. Like, it's great, right? And I sat down at lunch that day and I sat down with Nick Harder, his brother, and he was like, what do you do in corporate? And I said, I'm actually in sales and I help people grow their businesses, scale their businesses, make more money. And he said, I want you to look around this room. There's 107 entrepreneurs and coaches and they all need you. And I was like, oh, okay. And it literally went in one ear and out the other. So now fast forward almost eight weeks to the day and I lose my corporate job. And I literally went to Instagram and I messaged Nick Carter. And I was like, hey, I know we're in this mastermind together. Um, I need a business coach. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, there was someone that I met in there. Her name was Raquel Quinette. Can I have her info? I think I need like a one-on-one -on -one business coach. He sent me her information. The day I lost my corporate job, I invested $8,000 in a business coach. Changed my life. I went back to the mastermind six months later for our like in-person. And mm -hmm. I was one of the only people that like had blown up their business. So wow. that was kind of like how it actually kind of all happened. And 
yeah, that was kind of like my, my little, my little story. Okay. This is a beautiful segue. Cause one of the questions I really wanted to ask you early in the interview is what, like, what were some of those key actions? Because like you said, in a short time frame, you blew up and yeah. a lot of it does, I believe be attributed to like working with a business coach, investing yeah. in yourself, having that belief, but are there like a couple of other things that you really attribute that yeah. early taste of success to. Yeah, 100%. So I think one of the biggest things was that day in my car, I did not have a plan B. I was like, okay, I'm going to call Nick Harder. I'm going to hire Raquel and I'm all in on whatever this online thing is. So I even say this to my clients when they come to me. If you are like, okay, I'm going to try this online thing out or I'm going to try this side hustle, or I'm going to try this network marketing company out, you already are half out. So I was all in from that day that I lost my corporate job. I was like, I'm going to make this work. I didn't have a, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have like anything else. And I think that all in mentality was why I was successful. I think that is the biggest thing. The second thing is from the very first day I got online, I have been consistent every single day. So if you actually go back and look at my content, you guys, I hope you guys follow me at the Jillian Murphy, you will see I have never missed a day. Now, it's not always me posting. Sometimes it's my team. Sometimes it's, you know, just resharing somebody's thing. But I created massive awareness for me from day one. People literally were like, you're everywhere. I'm seeing you like all the time now. It was very intentional. Because I thought to myself, this market is saturated and I'm coming out of the gates and I need people to know who I am every day. This is still something that I do in my business now, two years later, running a very successful company. I'm still every day asking myself, how can I make people aware of who I am? Right now today, I'm making people aware of who I am. It's something that is massively important as you're getting your message out there. And then I think number three is something that I am a huge believer in is I've had one mentor from day one. So I did not have a lot of people in my ears. I was super laser focused, head down. I always say this, I have no idea what's going on with other business coaches. I have no idea what like my competitors and air quotes are doing because I'm so laser focused on me and what me and my coach are doing. So I had the same business mentor for 22 months. And then I actually just in January um, hired Chris Harder, who was back to the original story. Um, for 2023. But in almost three years, I've only had now my second business coach ever. And I think that is a huge part of it too, because every time you start over, you're literally starting over. Mm, I love that message. And I'll 100% upfront, like I'm the kind of person where I did for the first part of my business, like I was like looking at this person, I do a workshop. I was looking at this business coach and I did a short-term program. And it wasn't until like the last year that I'm like, I feel that mm -hmm. I would have sped this process up if I would have stayed with one person in a long-term format. And yeah. that doesn't mean that it has to be like intense daily no. check-ins, no. but it just, to your point, is somebody who knows what's going on. They know what you're doing. They know what you're trying. They can check in and hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And it's not feeling like you're out there on an island. You definitely do have, if we're going to keep that metaphor going, you have that life raft if mm -hmm. you have a problem 
And you also have that person who can guide you. So I love that message of long-term, long game, kind of putting the blinders on and sticking to a one plan. And they also know you, right? Like they know you, they know your personality. Like Raquel would be like, okay, I know it's your cycle right now and you're crabby. So like, this is not the week that you need to be selling. Or you know what? I know that you're stressed this week. You need to like have your daughter post your graphics because you need to take a break. And like every time that you are like starting over, you're literally like starting over. And I think that there's, and and again, let's go back to sales as we're talking about here is like when you are selling, it takes time to build. So when you are bouncing around from program to program or mentor to mentor, you're literally like starting the foundation over. So like there's been many of things like I, I have a great example of this. I launched a membership last year. It bombed. I had six people join it. It was a disaster. Nine months later, I launched something very similar. I had 62 people joined the first 24 hours. Wow. If I would have been with someone different, it would have maybe been like a totally different thing. But what we did was we just looked at the timing different. We looked at how we had to plan it different. We just knew that like some things just take different timing. So we're always just looking at the business based on like seasons, launch planning, are the prospects in the right thing? And I think that's the importance of, again, like a long-term mentor to really like do those things. I mean, Chris and I just planned out my entire 2023 and there's something also about like knowing where you're going and like a sense of like relief too. Mm. Already, I feel like we can be like, great, this was a fantastic episode, so much (laughs) value. But no, there's, I just thank you so much for being so open and sharing all of this because I know this is going to be that light bulb moment for somebody on the other side of this speaker and say, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you sharing this. Now, it wasn't on the prep sheet, but in 2020 versus, so let's see, you started in 2020, 2021, 2022. So you've got almost three full years in business now. Are there some things that you learned? Like, are there things that you tried in that first year that you're like, okay, this, you know, you said that membership that you tried, like you had to make some changes, but was there anything that you did that you were like, okay, I'm going to do this full on, I'm all in, but then you're like, A, maybe this bombed because of that, or B, this isn't something sustainable, or C, now that I'm into this phase of business that's different from just starting, mm-hmm. I'm changing a little bit. Is there anything yeah. you've learned in that time frame? Yeah. So there's been a couple things that I have tried on for size and some things worked and some things didn't. So one was the membership and now I have a membership and it's amazing and I'm obsessed with it. But memberships are a big thing that people want to try a lot in the beginning. And one, they are a lot of work and there's not a lot of money in them. So you really want to ask yourself, like, is your business model set up for memberships? Memberships should definitely be something that you have, you know, a pretty hot audience for because if you need a hundred people in something and it's you're selling it for $25, it's like, where's the math on that, right? It's like you'd be better off going and selling, you know, one person on a five thousand dollar offer. So I think timing of a lot of products is important for people. And I think a lot of times people don't always look at their business model and where they're at, but they're looking at somebody else farther ahead. And that's what happened with me. I was like, oh my God, all these people are doing memberships. This looks amazing. And it just wasn't the right time for me then. But then once I built a better audience or a hotter audience or actually an audience that fit a membership model, it was the right time. So that was a big lesson that I learned was just it was just timing of it. And then one thing that I actually did a ton of in 2022, 
which I actually will not be doing in 2023, but I wanted to try it on. I wanted to play around with it was the world of micro offers. So mm. that's all the rage right now. Everybody is into these like low ticket micro offers where really, if you don't know what a micro offer is, is you take your large program. Maybe you are running a mastermind. Maybe you're running a group coaching program and you take it and you basically like dissect it and you just sell pieces of it off. So I say, I always use um, the metaphor of like, you're selling a piece of the puzzle instead of just selling somebody the whole puzzle. And for me, this looked like a lot of fun. A lot of my friends were doing it. A lot of people shifted to this business model. Um, I call it like a circus. Like it looks like there's a lot of things, there's a lot of balls in the air. Um, there's a lot of money coming in, it looks like, um, because there's there's a lot happening. So I stepped into micro offers the last six months of my business. And I will say, yes, you're bringing in money every day. It's a lot of fun, but it is an energy suck because you are selling like $17 here, $24 here, $44 here. And you are also massively burning out your audience because you're selling them something different every day. And there's actually decision fatigue that's being happening because they don't know which one to buy. So a lot of times they're not buying anything. And this was a huge thing that my very first call with Chris Harder, he was like, no more of these micro offers. We are shutting this bad boy down because he literally looked at my like Stripe account, my bank account. And he was like, there are days that you're literally just selling like $11 and you're selling $17 and you have things in your product suite that are $10,000, $17,000, $5,000. And it, you are literally using the same amount of energy to sell $17 as you are like a $10,000 offer. So I think that it looks like a lot of fun. You see all these people who are like, oh, I made this, I made this, I made this. But when you actually look at your cash flow and your revenue, it actually doesn't equal out. So I actually looked at the last six months of my business. And while it looked like I made a lot more money, I actually made a decrease in my revenue. Um, and I actually worked a lot harder because you mm -hmm. have to be creating something all the time. You had to be putting on all these masterclasses. My team had to make a lot more graphics. We had to have a lot more links. We had to have a lot more Facebook groups. So yeah, I actually will be stepping away from micro offers, but I have a lot of clients that love them. I teach micro offers. If it's something that you're interested in, I mean, it's definitely a business model that works. It's just for me personally, it's not one that I love. But again, I teach memberships. I teach old school launching. I teach, you know, micro offers. I teach all the things. And I think that's the importance of finding a business coach that knows multiple business models, because you got to find one that works for you and your energy type, right? I have a lot of clients that are like, they love all the, all the things and micro offers are great for them. I have a lot of people that like, that's a lot. So they like old school, like open cart, close cart. Mm. I think that's so important because yes, the selling phase takes so much energy and if you're someone who is launching a lot of these micro offers, you're basically in sales mode all the time. And you're, time. oh my gosh, it's just like this energy drain. I totally identify with that too. And like you said, some people love that. And what I've learned in the last year too, is that I've tapped into human design. I'm not sure if yeah. you're into that or yeah. not, but there yeah, yeah. are some people who are just like natural, like you said, are naturally inclined. They have the energy to maintain this model. But there are people who don't have that mm -hmm. and they are much more suited to what you said about like the traditional open cart, closed cart. We're going to do this a couple times a year. And for the listeners out there, 
everybody's different. And mm-hmm. I love that you said you want, you intentionally went into last year saying, I want to play with this micro yeah. offer idea because in business, we are the bosses. We can Absolutely. try these things, mm-hmm. but we also have the opportunity to say that served me for a season. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to make a data-driven, energy-driven decision for going forward. And I think that is something I wanted to just really bring out to the forefront again, say it's okay to play around and test things and then have the the grace with yourself to say, this is working, I'm going to continue, or this is not working and I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I'll, you know, I make content around it. You know, I'll make content around now, like why micro offers are great for some coaches and why they're not great for others, why I believe in micro offers and why I don't. Right. So like, I don't, I never shame like one business model or another. And this is the thing too. I love to be a student of things because then I can also teach things. So what happened like at the beginning of last year was I had a ton of clients that were like, I want to learn micro offers. I want to learn micro offers. I want to learn micro offers. So I was like, well, I need to learn them. I need Mm -hmm. to integrate them. I need to embody them so that then I can one, see, see them. And then I can also teach them. So that was kind of the way that I did it too. And then another thing that I did last year too, was that I have also played around with um, open enrollment for like a mastermind versus like a closed cart, open cart. So last year I ran a mastermind for the entire year, uh, sales and social mastermind. It's still running. And it was last year for the entire year of 2022, it was open all year round. So you could roll in and you could roll out. Um, And it was amazing. We have 47 women in it right now and men. I, I don't just serve women. Uh, we have 47 men and women inside of the program right now. And that was a great business model last year. Um, but actually for 2023, <laughs> Chris came in and changed a lot of things in my business. <laughs> but for 2023, we are actually having um, closed cart and open cart for that too. Because one of the things with that too is when you have, and this is what I learned with micro offers as well, when you are always available, there's no sense of urgency to buy. Mm-hmm. So in 2022, even though I made a ton of money, I brought in a lot of clients, they could always buy from me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I was always available. I can buy Jill's next offer. I can buy her next micro offer. I can get into her mastermind next week. I can buy her private coaching next week. So in 2023, what I'm actually really going to do is close down a lot of these offers and open them up with more exclusivity at certain points of the year um, so that I'm not always so readily available. Mm. I think that's really a great learning tool and a great message as well, because that I, I love all of this. And I think this is something I wanted to talk about too, because so often in social media or the coaching industry, whether it's through newsletters or PDF downloads, things like that, but in marketing materials from other coaches, we hear about all of these shiny objects that we can try on for size, whether it's a micro offer, whether it's open cart, closed cart whether it's a mastermind or a group program or a workshop. So there's all of these things that we can try on for size in the online space. And they seem to be fads, right? So just like fashion comes into cycle, like, okay. And then just for anybody listening sidebar, like never get rid of your leather coat. Like never, (laughs) never. That's one of those things that'll fall out of trend, but then it comes right back like five years later. So just don't get rid of a good leather jacket or a denim jacket. But I, okay. So back on track. (laughs) Um, but when I look at the coaching industry, it seems like there are these trends too. Like all of a sudden everybody's doing a micro offer. All of a sudden, one of the things I've noticed recently is like invisible offers. Like, oh my God, I just did a post on this. Like, please guys. (laughs) Yeah. 
And they are really and like you, I'm somebody who wants to like get in the weeds. I want to try something out so I can learn it and I can experience it and maybe I'll take it forward. So I have, I did buy one last year, but I'm like, yeah. it just seems like all of a sudden they were everywhere. Yeah. So what are some of those trends and maybe they're good trends that you're seeing in the coaching industry, but maybe some of them are ones you want to see go away. And I know you've created content around this already, Yeah. but for the listeners, what are some of those coaching industry trends that you're seeing for the new year? Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that I definitely think for the new year is that there are so many people doing the same thing. And that was one of the things that I wanted to really take a stand on in 2023 was that I didn't want to look like everybody else. So what is everybody doing? Is everybody doing secret offers? Is everybody doing invisible offers? Is everybody doing micro offers? If, is everybody that you look at doing a membership? Is everybody that you're doing doing a collective? What can you do different? How can you do a spin on it, right? Like what can you do that makes yours different? Otherwise, you are just doing the same thing as everybody else. So I actually encourage you to see what everybody's doing and then ask yourself, how can you do it different? And I don't mean by making your graphic different or changing the price point. Like how can you actually like make it different? Can you add, um, you know, a different element to it? Can you add an in-person to it? Can you add like some crazy guest speakers to it? Like what can you do? Otherwise it's like, you're not really standing out. I think that the world um, in 2023, people are have gotten very outrageous in the pricing space. So I think really standing in like your own integrity of what that feels like is going to be huge. I think that really speaking into like what you do and why you do it and like your qualifications is going to be huge. I think buyers need to be smarter in 2023. I think that there has been there's been a lot of just like like the wild, wild west in 2021 and 2022. And I think a lot of people have been burned. So I think, you know, just really being a better buyer and being a better consumer is going to be important. Um, and just being smarter about who it is that you're hiring. I mean, I made one bad buying decision in 2022. And it was because I followed a little bit of the shiny object syndrome. And I, I invested in someone really quick. And I was just like, oh, I think I'm just going to hire this girl for like four weeks. And I got in and I realized very quickly, and this is nothing against her. She's a marketing genius. I got in very quickly and realized that like she only knew what her coach knew and she was only as good as her Instagram feed. And, you know, one call in, it was like, you actually don't know much about business. And a lot of these business coaches aren't real business coaches. They're just, you know, a watered down version of what the other person is doing online. So I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for a business coach, a marketing coach, whatever it is, it's like, do your diligence, take the time to actually do it. And asking yourself, is this, is this person that I'm following having wins from their clients or is it really more about them? I think that's going to be a big thing that people are really asking themselves to. Ooh, I think that's a good one. Um, yeah. And in 2022, I feel like I saw a lot more conversation around pricing, a lot more conversation around revenue. And that can be so enticing when you're like, yes, I want to work with that person. Look, they just had a, a huge month. And some people really do. And mm -hmm. others, it's like they know how to, to your point, they know how to coach because they learned it from a coach, but have they ever run their own business? Yes. And is that revenue indicative of really profits or is it is it money in that's going to go right back out? And, and is so, it duplicatable? Are there, are there clients being able to do it? 
right? Yes. So that's, that's the other thing. So for an example, if you are a business coach and you are making a ton of revenue or you're bringing in a lot of big cash months, that's amazing. But are your clients doing that? So that's the biggest thing that I see online is there's all these coaches right now that are like, oh, I had a $400,000 year. I had a $500,000 day. I made a million dollars this minute. It's because you're really good at marketing and you're really good at messaging. But the question that you actually should ask that coach is, can you show me how your clients are getting similar? They're never going to probably have the same results, but how your clients are actually having similar results and how you're teaching this repeatable process. Because that is where the magic is, right? I say this all the time and I say this very humbly. A ton of my clients make more money than me. And I'm so excited about that because it's not about how much money I make in my business. It's not about how much money I make in my sales. What makes me a great sales coach is that my clients make a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. My clients are making crazy profit. That's what makes me a great sales coach, not how much I'm always making. It's that the knowledge that I have and then how much they are actually making. Like someone asked me yesterday, they were like, oh, do you have like some client wins that I can see? I was like, I have over 300 client wins on my on my Instagram. Like there's three highlight reels. So like go binge it and then come back and we'll work together. Versus like just the girl on Instagram that's like, oh, I had a $500,000 month. And then you're looking through her highlight reels and it's all just about her. That's not necessarily someone that you want to work with. What are the results they're getting for their people? Mm, that's so good. So, yeah. so good. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to this. I'm learning so much just like <laughs> from you here too. Um, okay. So a couple more questions. I know yeah. we're getting close on time, but there are two th more things I really wanted to touch on. And I know you have, like I said, you have an amazing social media presence. You have content that doesn't just look great but it literally offers value every single day. I just, when we started, I said, oh my gosh, I just watched your reel about pricing. And you, in a reel, just straight up told people how to set their pricing model. And every piece of content you put out is actionable or, to your point too, it offers a client win. And I wanted to unpack your social media presence. And how it is that you're able to create such prolific volume and value content. Can you give us some insight into that? And then, okay, and then I have a follow-up, but go with that first. Yeah. So people ask me this all the time. They're like, how is your content like so just like straight to the punch and valuable? So one of my tricks is that I, I mean, you can't see this right now because like we're li you're listening to a podcast, but I have my phone next to me at all times. So I am on client calls, you know, the majority of my day, I'm on my mastermind call during the day, I'm on podcast during the day. And anytime somebody asks me a question, I actually put it in my notes app. Mm -hmm. And then that is actually where my content comes from. So all the value that you guys see on my content is literally just questions that my one-on-one -on -one clients are asking me, or people in my mastermind are asking me, or it got asked to me on a podcast. Like literally, I will do a piece of content most likely that says, how do you come up with your content? How do you come up with such valuable things? Because that is the stuff that people are asking me, right? So I'm looking at my uh, Instagram right now, you know, how do you sell rolling offers and not always an official launch? Um, how do you become the go-to person in your industry? Um, what do you see changing in the coaching industry? What are some things that you love to do in your business that are not on trend right now? These are literally questions that people just ask me. And then I literally just create the content around it. And because it's more of like conversational, 
I think that's why people grasp to it more because now it's just me kind of talking through my content versus me just like creating more of a graphic. And then my graphics are actually just done by my daughter who is 20 years old. So uh, she is actually the person who makes them come to life. And I literally just send her a text or a voice note. And I say, hey, these are the things that I see in the coaching industry right now. Um, blah, 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 blah. Please take it and make it into a graphic. Um, and then she actually makes it look good for me. But this is a thing when it comes down to why I create so much content is because there is a thing, there's a book that I read when I first started out and it was called The Seven Pillars to a Seven Figure Business. And one of the pillars is omnipresence. And if you don't know what omnipresence is, it is that you want to be top of mind at all times. So if you're in my world, I want you to open your Instagram. I want you to open your Facebook. I want you to open anything that I'm on and I want to be at the top. I want to be the first bubble that you see. I want to be the first piece of content that you see. I want to be top of mind. So the only way that's going to happen is if I'm constantly on, constantly putting stuff out, right? So it doesn't mean that I need to always be on, but I need to be putting stuff out that is good. And when you put out good content, what happens? It becomes savable, it becomes shareable, and people come back to it every day. One of the things that Molly said when I got on the call was she was like, I just listened to your reel. I actually watch all of your content and I actually save all of your content. Well, that's exactly what you want people to do. You want them to watch your content, you want them to save your content, and then you want them to share your content. That is when content like becomes really working for you. Also, I want people to literally win off of my free content. People have literally messaged me and been like, I just took your content and like did what you said and I won. Amazing. Now imagine how amazing it would be when we actually work together. And then on the flip side, I don't believe that everybody can actually afford mentorship. I know that there's a lot of people who actually can't afford to work with a mentor. There's a lot of people that actually can't afford to work with me. I am not here to tell you that you need to afford to work with me, but I want you to be able to get massive value off of my free content. So come to my page, save my content, integrate what I actually say, and you will actually move your business just off of my free content, just like you will off of my podcast. Mm, yes. And one of the posts that you said that you brought up while you were scrolling through your Instagram, becoming a go-to in your industry, I think all of this makes you that person too. You are top of mind. And then when somebody is sitting down looking through their revenue or their uh, 2022 results, if they see that they need to make more sales and they have encountered you in all of these different ways, they're like, oh, I need a sales coach. Oh, that's Jillian. And they already have a taste for how you work, how you communicate, what's the value. And it really does tighten up that window of onboarding and selection too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that topic in particular, and I know that being consistent and showing up with valuable content is part of the answer to this next question, but if we have people listening and 2023 is their year that they want to make a bang, they want to make an impact, they want to be that go-to person, what are a couple of things that you suggest? And we can, we'll link right to some of those posts that you have with your free content, but what are some things you're seeing and you recommend to your clients to make them go to in their industry? Well, the first thing is you, and we can definitely reference the um, post for sure. But one of the things is like, you have to know and you have to own that you are the go-to person, right? So this is a lot of that like inner work and embodying that you are the go-to person, right? So I work with a lot of people and I'm like, 
okay, so you are the confidence coach. You are the mindset coach. You are the business coach. You are the CFO. Do you believe that you are the go-to person? And they're like, I mean, like, I think you're not the go-to person then, right? Like you need to really embody that and you need to actually do the work on that. Like I tell people all the time, like I am your go-to coach. I am your sales coach. I am literally here to change your life when it comes to it. Like I tell people all the time, like I'm just as good as Tony Robbins when it comes to sales as it is to mindset. Like I have literally owned that. And sometimes, yes, it is a belief that I have to step into um, and it does take work and it's not always like, it's not always there. And sometimes you actually have to borrow it. But again, it's doing that inner work first before you can do it because your audience will feel that. There is a sense of confidence that you have to have in order for your audience to know that you are the go-to person. If you are not confident, your audience is not going to be confident in you. And confident comes in lots of different ways. It doesn't need to be like my sense of confidence. It doesn't need to be Molly's sense of confidence. It can be your own sense of confidence. But knowing that you embody it and you feel that you are the go-to person, that's going to be the biggest one. Then knowing that you are putting out stuff that people feel that you actually are knowing what you're doing, right? So this is where I work with a lot of people on content. And this is what I say. A lot of people come to me for sales. And it takes us a while before we even get into sales because we first start to work on like the mindset. Then we start to work on like, are you the authority? And then we actually spend a lot of time on content. I actually don't like advertise the fact that I'm like a content person. But actually, a huge part of what I do is your content because mm -hmm. your content is how you sell. Your content should actually be doing your heavy lifting for your selling. So it's like, what is the content that you're putting out? Would somebody save this? Would somebody buy it? Would somebody know that you could actually help them through your content? And maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, oh, this is a little bit of a gut check. Great. This is your invitation to do a little bit better, right? I ask myself every single time I put up, out a piece of content, my ideal client's name is Jessica. I say to myself, would Jessica save this? Would Jessica share this? Would Jessica tell 10 of her business besties about this post? Would Jessica buy from me off this post alone? And if it's not, I literally message my daughter, McKenna, and I say, McKenna, it needs to be better. It's not good enough, right? Like I'm never just like posting it just to post it. And that's mm -hmm. the difference between like just putting something out and being like the go-to person in your space. So that's again, like really having massive value in everything that you're doing. I think that is gonna be really huge. And then content should be, part of what you're doing every day as like your job. So I just did a post on this yesterday. It's like, you know, four things that I do every single day in my business. Content is a huge part of it. So if content is not something that you're doing and you're not making part of your day, getting on your stories, going live, getting on podcasts, like all of these things fall into the umbrella of content. That is not going to make you the go-to person in your space. Part of the reason why I'm the go-to person in my space is because I'm outwardly letting people know, hey, if you guys need help in sales, I'm the person. Hey, go to my Instagram. Then you see it. Then you go to my stories. Like knowing that you can create that, that is absolutely huge. So I think some of those things are going to be really beneficial for your audience to actually kind of learn it. And this is what I say too. Go to my page. Follow it at the Jillian Murphy see the five different types of posts that I put out. I have a post coming up that actually says like, these are the exact five types of posts that I put out and mirror them and mm -hmm. see like, okay, this is behind the scenes types of content. This is personality types of content. 
This is value types of content. And this is the last thing that I will say on my content. If you actually follow my content, you will see that I actually talk about the same things over and over and over. I am not talking about mindset and then confidence and then sales and then boundaries and then my dog and then my daughter and then my t-shirt. Like I am talking about sales, revenue, profit, community, integrity in the coaching space over and over and over. And it's funny because my daughter makes my graphics and she's like, I feel like I'm typing the same thing over and over. I'm like, you are because it's repetition. And the more people hear the same thing over and over, the better. So don't try to make your content be a million different things. Make it be five or seven things and just keep it on repeat. That's how you become like the go-to person. Mm. So much power, so many ideas, so much inspiration in today's conversation. Jillian, thank you so, so much for all that you've poured into this community today. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate being here. Like, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, I'm so glad that we met. And I feel like this is the power of social media. You guys get out and meet people on Instagram. Like, I don't know who slid into whose DMs, but like, literally we became like Instagram besties. And like, this is the power of like, literally being social on social media. I know. And it was so, it's so crazy because sometimes we can slide into, or I can anyway, I guess I shouldn't speak to anybody else's experience, but over time, you can kind of get into a slump. You know, it's normal. And I was that way in early to mid 2022, where I was posting just to post. And then around like the August timeframe, I attended a conference, I walked into the room, and I was surrounded by all of these like friends that I had never met in real life. And it was because, and it kind of was a light bulb going off for me that moment. I was like, it's, this is the reason, this is Mm -hmm. the reason we do all this, not so we can put ourselves on pedestals or make ourselves look shiny and be on trend. It's so we can connect with people, real, true human beings. Yeah. And I know that when you and I did, I like started following you and I don't know who followed who first, but it was like, we just started DMing and it all like came together. And I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to be on your podcast. You're here because I think it's, it serves everyone. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, you guys, it was so great being here. Molly, I'm such a fan of you. I can't wait to see everything that you do in 2023 as well. Jillian, can you remind everybody, how can they follow you? And then I do end every episode with like a couple of quick questions that we call the small talk round. Yeah, no, you guys can follow me at the Jillian Murphy. Definitely come over, say hello, slide in to my DMs. And then I always say this too, I have a free Facebook group. It's in the link in my bio where I have hundreds of hours of free sales training. So if you guys are on this podcast and you guys just want to like come over and binge my free sales trainings, literally head over to the link in my bio and drop into my free Facebook group. Wonderful. And we will link to all of that too, to make it just one tap away. Okay. Small talk round. These are off the wall questions. Whatever first comes to your mind, that's the answer. All right. So question one, what is or what are, I guess I should say, what are two things that throughout your day are always within arm's reach? Oh, my chapstick and my water. (laughs) Love it. Question two, what is a book or a podcast that just kind of revolutionized how you saw business and made a big impact on you? Yeah. So actually Project Me with Tiffany Carter is the Mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah. um, She's actually been a mentor from like afar for a very long time. She's actually a personal friend. And what I love about her podcast is it's a lot like mine, just very tangible, real tips. 
no fluff, just like right down to business. So she is an actual amazing human, amazing business coach and her project me with Tiffany Carter podcast is awesome. Okay. Question three, what is one personal aspect of growth that you are the most proud of in the last 12 months? Oh, that I had a brain injury and I still showed up consistently every single day of 2022. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you want to open up about that a little or yeah. leave it at that? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a brain injury at the uh, end of 2021, which like completely like rocked my world. And um, I actually fell off of a bike and it was supposed to just be this like really quick concussion and I did not heal from it. Um, so I had almost a 18 month recovery from it where I had like ridiculous vertigo. Um, I suffer from headaches. I have a headache almost 99% of the time. Like it's, it's there almost every single day. Um, to the point that at one point I couldn't take any of my coaching calls on video. They all had to be on audio. I was actually going to brain rehab three times a week, taking my coaching calls like on it. Um, I'm actually doing a masterclass coming up called behind the brand. And it actually talks a lot about like everything that I was going through behind the scenes that a lot of people actually don't know about while I was still holding the space for my clients, for my business running, you know, a very successful thing. And it's like how having the power in the duality of doing both. Um, and it's not always about like what you see on social media. It's always the things from behind. So yeah, while still going through all of this stuff behind all this testing, all of these things, brain camp, all the things, um, still being able to hold the space, not only for myself, uh, but for my clients and letting my clients know what I was going through was a huge thing because there was a point of such fear that if they knew what I was going through, they were going to like hire somebody else or be like, I don't know if she can really hold the space for me. Uh, but the more honest I actually was with them, the more that they actually like, I feel like loved me to be honest. Okay. So you have a masterclass coming up on this. What's the projected time frame? Because I think this is something everybody should probably attend because yeah, we all a, have It's actually next Friday, up. January 13th. Okay. Shoot. So, okay. By the time this goes to air, it will be passed, but yeah. go follow Jillian because I'm Yeah. Sure you can always catch the replay and I'm always doing different masterclasses. And I talk a lot about this in my content about like the duality of both in not trying to be one person online and not the other. But yeah, there's a whole nother side of like my world that a lot of people don't even really know about. Oh my gosh. Okay. Jillian, thank you so much for your time. Yes. This is going to be a great episode for everybody. And I just appreciate you. So I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.